Top of the fourth is on at Simon Field. Brock Babish works to Sam Ryman, ball one. Ryman got one of the two walks that Brock Babish allowed so far. Babish really has been chugging along so far in this game. Coming home here, that's down low too. Two balls and no strikes. Babish has had all, you know, all three innings. He's just spent a long time in the dugout in between, heading back out to the mound. Middle innings here, and the Evergreens have just steadily built this lead. Two in the first, one in the second, two more in the third. Fouled off, two balls and a strike. And, you know, again, I'm not sure I like the approach there from Ryman. Blue Jays need base runners. First two pitches are out of the strike zone, then he fouls one off. Let's see if you can get a free pass here. And this is hard hit to the left side and through. Base hit. First time that the Blue Jays have hit safely in the ballgame. Sam Ryman with a leadoff single. Connor Courtright is scheduled to bat here. And it looks like a pinch hitter. Eric Mann is coming up here. Not sure what this means here. Maybe Connor Corkwright is the next kid to pitch. Hard to say. Or injured. Something's not right. Eric Mann's a sophomore. He'll take his turn at bat here. After our home plate umpire logs him in. Man is leaning on his bat, ready to go. Now he's in. So the Blue Jays have a leadoff base runner for the first time in the afternoon. Coming home, outside, gets away from the catcher. Nick Cotter, runner's going to go down to second base. That pitch was outside. It was back, was well out of the strike zone. Probably a wild pitch, I think. Actually, we'll wait around show of hands. We've got a former pitcher up here. Passed ball. It's like the stewards when you go to the horse races. Two out of three do does the job. A ball and no strikes. And now the Blue Jays have a runner in scoring position for the first time this afternoon. Down low, two balls and no strikes. Yeah, I've been thinking a little bit. Uh, this summer, I'm not going to get to travel internationally. I'm going to make a trip back to New York to see family members. I've got a trip to Pennsylvania planned for 4th of July. But the next time I go overseas, if I go back to Asia again, I've traveled to Hong Kong a couple of years ago, I'd like to go to an Asian country where they play baseball. That'd be fascinating to me, see a ball game in Asia. Strike, two balls and one strike. So what are my choices? It's Japan or South Korea. In fact, I've studied this a little bit. Here comes the 2-1 pitch, fouled off. Mm. Hit him on the back foot, two balls and two strikes. So if you go to a professional baseball game in Korea, everyone brings their cell phone. Why is that? Because the stars in the Korean league don't have their own walk-up music. They have their own walk-up dance. You download it to your phone. And if you're a fan of that batter, you do whatever it is you're supposed to do when he's coming up to bat. 
Uh, there, there's more about that. Hang on. 2-2 pitch here. Swing and a fly ball on the infield. Shimaleski called off by Sapi, who comes over and makes the catch for the first out. Runner does not advance. In fact, the Korean supergroup K-pop does the walk-up dances for the biggest stars in the Korean league. So somebody is walking up to like smooth like butter, and there's something that you're supposed to do if, if you're a fan of that batter or that team. Here comes Tyson Golick to bat. I think that'd be fascinating. Do you know about the cheer from home robots? <laughs> you, you will in a moment. Really, I, I'm not joking about this. Down low, gets away from the catcher. That is a wild pitch that moves the runner over to third base. Kind of bounced off the plate and was not handled by Nick Cotter. So the Blue Jays have a runner at third now and one ball and no strikes to Tyler Golick. It's only one out here. Evergreens with this 5-0 lead. I think they're going to keep the infield back. That's the right way to play this, and they will. So in the outfield at some stadiums in South Korea, you can rent from your home while you're watching the game on TV a robot that you control, remote control, by your phone. So you're not at the field, swing and a miss, one ball and one strike, and your rented robot in the outfield can cheer or make noise or stand up or do all of the things that you might do if you are not at the ballpark. Down low, stopped there by the catcher Nick Cotter, two balls and one strike. So I'm not sure that's anything that I would spend my money on, but there it is the Korean Baseball League's remote control robot. It's two balls and one strike here. Now, if you go and see a game in Japan, you know, in Japan, baseball games can end in a tie. Tell you about that in a second after this 2-1 pitch. Soft ball caught by the third baseman, Wyatt Miles. Just off the end of the bat, and Wyatt Miles handles it on the fly for the second out. Runner's still stuck at third base. Brock Babish has a chance to get out of this inning if Zach Newman can be retired. Two outs, man on third. And the Babish shutout is still in place. Newman struck out his first time. First pitch here, strike with a fastball. Yeah, in Japan, everyone goes to the game by train. You take the commuter train to the ballpark. There's no parking in Japan, and not everyone has a car. And this is fouled off, no balls and two strikes. So the last train leaves an hour after the ball game, which means all games have to be done by the 12th inning. A game that's still tied after 12 in Japan ends in a tie. 0-2 pitch, swing and a fouled off. Mm, well, Babish had him there. Just getting a piece is Zach Newman, so we'll see another pitch. In Japan, the baseball is a little bit smaller than what's used in American baseball. 0-2. Curveball. Bounce to the shortstop. Wiesman's got it. Throws across the body. Picked out at first base by Norman, by uh, Noah Chimileski. That's a nice play there at third. Good play by the third baseman, uh, by the shortstop. Wiesman, beg your pardon. And then handled on one hop over at first base to get the out. Runner at third, does not come home. Going to the bottom of the fourth, D.C. Everest still leads 5-0 on 93-9 the game. 
New picture. Four. Four. Five. Four. Four because of the foul. Oh, yep, I missed the foul. Yep. I had it written here, but I didn't count it. Yep. We have a lineup card over there. Who is mystery number 12? Mystery number 12 is Brady Canitz. A-A-N-I-T-C. Blue Jays half and fourth. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left on it. Going to the bottom of the fourth. Blue Jays zero. Evergreens Pitching change for the Blue Jays as we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. A left-hander, Brady Kennett, comes on. Can give you Henry Ryman the starter's line. Five runs, only two of which were earned. Gave up two hits. Four errors committed behind him. Ryman struck out two. One of those strikeouts reached first base and came around to score on a throw that was down to first and wild. And Henry Ryman hit a batter too. Here's Wyatt Miles. It's a lefty against lefty matchup here. As we go to the bottom of the fourth, five nothing Evergreens. One more thing about baseball in Japan. Now Japan has two leagues, just like we have the American and the National League. But in Japan, almost every high school plays baseball, and their high school baseball tournament is a national high school baseball tournament that fans are fanatic about. Outside, ball one to Wyatt Miles. The prep school baseball tournament in Japan is triple elimination, so everybody gets three games. Strike one there, one ball and one strike. And by the time they get to the national level, they're playing in big league ballparks in Japan. The games are on television all over the island there, and, and the crowds are, are just fanatical to watch teenage kids play baseball. Outside corner, strike two to Wyatt Miles, one ball and two strikes. So that would be fascinating to see. I mean, that's a 50 or 60 game tournament before they get to a championship game. Hit through the right side, second baseman over on the outfield, cut, and throws out Wyatt Miles. Off the bat, I thought that might go through. Instead, Braden Eifer came all the way over and retired Wyatt Miles. So Brady Kennett gets the first out, first batter that he faces. Here's Kyler Soppy, one for two. And do you know what the biggest drawback is of going to Hong Kong, where I had a great time, and Korea or Japan, where I've never been? Inside, ball one. It's the flight. Oh, my goodness. My trip to Hong Kong, 18 hours. Which kind of stretches the outer limits for how long you can sit still. 1-0 pitch to Sapi. Took something off that and left it up high. Two balls and no strikes. Yes, my Hong Kong travels were Chicago to Toronto. 
Toronto to Hong Kong. Took forever. Outside, three balls and no strikes to Sapi, who seems like he's always on base this season. At 3-0, let's see if he takes a pitch or has the green light. Taking, and it's a strike, 3-1. I mean, the reason that you want Sapi to take, and I mean, he's the hottest bat in the Everest lineup, but he's got so much speed, he can take a base, you could walk him, and he could be on second or third, and they just walked him up high. I mean, Soppy is just a pitcher's nightmare when he's on first base. You, you just make things so much harder when you walk him here. Noah Shemaleski to bat now. Noah's 0 for 2 today. And he'll hit from the left side, so this is a lefty-lefty matchup. Evergreen seemed comfortable at this spot, up 5-0. Dare I remind you, the Evergreens led Lakeland 5-0 and had to play that game into the seventh inning. Throw over to first. Sapi was leaning the other way and goes back safely. Other thing, too, you make that long, long flight to somewhere in Asia. You're like me. I'm in coach. I can only afford an economy seat. Again, big lead, throw over. So, I mean, when you're getting on the airplane, you walk past the first-class part. I mean, they have, like, little cubicles where you can actually sleep. Your seat falls flat. And then you walk past the business class where they have the extra leather seats, and then you find your stuff, like a wooden bench. Here you go. This is where you'll be. Up high to Shimoleski, ball one. And, of course, you watch every not-very-good movie on the in-flight entertainment. Runners going, pitches up high, throw down to second. Yep, stolen base. Kyler Sapi moves himself up another 90 feet. Only one out. Another man in scoring position. The Blue Jays have yet to hang up a zero against the Evergreens here. And it's a hitter's spot for Noah Shimerleski. Two balls, no strikes, coming home. Took something off, and it's a strike, two and one. Noah for the season has one RBI. Fine spot for a second. 2-1 pitch. Up high, hit him. Hit him, took something off that. Kind of hit him in the small of the back or up high by the shoulders. So Noah will not get a chance to drive in the run. Brock Babish will with runners at first and second. Brock was hit by a pitch his last time, but that was by the starter, Henry Ryman, whose day is over. Brock handles the bat well, so the hit and run's a possibility here. Runners not going. First ball swinging, sinking into center field. It's down. And the Evergreens are going to score a run out of it, too. Babish is chugging around first. He'll go into second. A double with one out for Brock Babish and his second RBI of the game. A run comes in, second and third for the Evergreens, and it's 6-0. So Brock Babish having a most excellent, enjoyable day of baseball. Pitching well, gets himself a hit, and gets himself a second RBI, too. Sapi came around to score. Mitch Danielski to hit now for the Evergreens. Mitch singled his last time up. 
down low. Catcher blocks it and saved his pitcher a run there. That bounced off the plate. I don't think that is Connor Courtright, the starting catcher. No, that's the pinch hitter, Eric Mann, the backup catcher, is in here for Merrill after pinch hitting in the last half inning. This ball is swing and a miss, one and one. Mitch Danielski took a big cut like he wanted to put that over the fence. We have not seen a home run in Everest baseball this year. We have not allowed one. We have not hit one. One, one pitch. Off speed, hit to the left side. That is, it hit the run, caught and hit the runner too. Caught and tagged, that's a double play. Jack Hook, the third baseman, caught that ball on the fly. The runner at third base was going back to the bag. There was contact there, and there's two outs on the play, bringing the inning to a close. And no argument from Everest coach Dave Langman, which means we must have gotten that right. Yeah, a line out to third. Jack Hook, the third baseman, handled it. The runner over there at third base made contact with him anyway, and all you had to do was apply the tag, so the inning comes to an end. The Evergreens do add one more run. The lead grows a little bit bigger. 6 nothing Everest as we go to the top of the fifth on 93-9, the game. Evergreens have the fourth. One run, one hit. To the top of the fifth we go. Seven, eight, and nine in the Blue Jays' batting order to hit. That's Nate Brozanowski scheduled, Jack Hook, and Braden Piper. And Brock Babish left a runner stranded at third base in the fourth inning to keep his shutout going. Gave up a single, pass ball, and wild pitch, moved the runner to second and third. Babish was able to get the next three batters. Here's Nate Brozanowski. First pitch there, first ball swing slow, roller to short. Wiesman in, throws low and safe. First baseman came off. I think even with a good throw, that was a slow rolling ball. I think that's a hit. Brozanowski would have beaten that out. And indeed, the H lights up in the upper right-hand part of the scoreboard. Jack Hawk now. First pitch to him is high and away. Six-nothing Everest. It is the second inning in a row that the Blue Jays have put the leadoff man aboard. 1-0 pitch. Inside corner, strike, one and one. Got some good alumni pitchers in the house here. Josh Nielsen down below coaching for the Evergreens. Second year for that. Up high, two and one. 
Roman McGuire up here in the press box. Pitching's been the strength of this year's Everest team. Brock Babish trails in the count, two and one here. Babish has been good. Wyatt Miles has been solid. Nate Langman, only a sophomore. Even better stuff is ahead of him. This is outside. Babish is behind three and one. And Kyler Soppy, who hadn't pitched any varsity before this year and is a junior, Soppy's probably going to be a starting pitcher for the Evergreens next season. Soppy's been good in relief. Babish is down to the count, 3-1, coming home, called strike two. Count goes full. Blue Jays can't afford to make outs on the bases, so that runner at first base, the leadoff single for Brozanowski, he's staying close. Got to play this station to station. 3-2 pitch, checked his swing. It's up high, ball four. Nobody out. Runners on first and second. Braden Piper to hit. First time all afternoon that Merrill has had more than one man aboard. Evergreens play even with the bag at first and third. Play the infield at double play depth. Well, Piper gave away that he's going to square to bunt here. The team is down 6-0. Okay. Here we are on the top of the fifth, so you don't have a lot of outs to work with. Piper is the number nine batter. He puts the bunt down. Babish fields it, throws to first. Second baseman Soppy is covering there. The sacrifice is successful. So that's a one to four put out and a sacrifice for Piper. I guess the thinking is he's your number nine batter. So you put two for the better hitters coming up now. And this is the pitcher hitting in Isaac Clapper's spot. Swings and misses. Strike one. Clapper was 0 for 2. Brady Kanitz is down on the count. 0-1. Left-handed batter here. Swings at a high pitch right at the letters and fouls that off. No balls, two strikes. So the sacrifice put runners at second and third. The Evergreens with this 6-0 lead. The infield stays back in the spot. And that is high and away. A ball and two strikes. Babish could really help himself with a strikeout if he'd like to keep that zero up. 1-2. Coming home. Swing and a miss. Got him. There's the strikeout that Brock needed. His sixth of the afternoon. Henry Ryman will bat here, another left-hander. Righty to lefty, which means that Ryman is playing somewhere in the field. Must be in the outfield somewhere. He was the starting pitcher. He's first ball swinging, and it's hit through the left side a hit. The shutout is over. One run will come in, and the Blue Jays will hold that second runner at third base. Six to one now as Ryman singles. Ryman's got the best batting average on the team and got himself an RBI there to break up the shutout. Sophomore brother Sam to bat now in what is now a six to one ball game. Everything still feels pretty safe, Everest fans. 
Ryman walked and singled. Runners on the corners with two down. First pitch, he's first ball swinging and fouls it off. Strike one. Blue Jays have a run in. They have three hits on the afternoon. Those four errors have been killers for Merrill. He's played sloppy earlier in the game and have dug themselves a hole. Oh, one pitch. Hit on the ground to third. Wyatt Miles can't get it. Tried to dive to keep it in front of him. Goes into the corner. Another run will score. That's a double. Six to two. Second and third with another run in. So the Ryman brothers do some damage for the Blue Jays. Here comes Eric Mann. Backup catcher who's come into the game for the Blue Jays. He's first ball swinging. It's popped up and it's fouled on the first base side. Well, I mean, it's a 6-2 to two ball game. And this is Merrill's opportunity to get back into this thing. A hit to the outfield could bring in two more and make it 6-4. to four. Then the Evergreens would have to sweat a little bit. Oh, one pitch. Just below the knees, that's been a sometimes strike. It's one ball and one strike. That was indeed out of the strike zone. Yeah, this is the big at-bat for the Blue Jays, and it's their backup catcher who takes it with two outs and two in scoring position. And that is a check swing, foul. One and two. Now you want Brock Babish to have the killer instinct here and slam this door closed, leave those two in scoring position. He's one strike away from ending the inning. Big spot for the Blue Jays and a big spot for Brock Babish too. So which way do we tilt here? Coming home at 1-2, swing, popped up, first base side, foul. Swung at a pitch out of the strike zone, too. So we'll do one ball and two strikes again. Brock's been good today, so you'd love to see him get out of this spot with a comfortable lead still in place. 1-2 pitch, just outside, 2-2. Two and two. Eric Mann thought about swinging at that, too, laid off it. And the Blue Jays gave up an out by sacrificing the runners over, but they've gotten two in since. And that's outside, three balls and two strikes. Don't look now, but a walk brings the tying run to the plate. Hopefully we won't get there. Runners will take their leads. 3-2 pitch. Mm, just outside. Ball four. And the bases are full of Blue Jays. That was close. Living dangerously. Here's Tyson Golick. Big kid. 0 for 2. Coach Dave Langbin is taking the slow walk out of the Blue Jays, out of the uh, Everest dugout. Is this the end of the line for Brock Babish? Brock's body language tells you that he wants to stay in, and he's still holding on to the baseball. This is a chance to gather the entire infield in, but you're not really talking about strategy here. There are two outs. Get it out anywhere you can. Bring this inning to a close. 
Again, Kyler Soppy and Wyatt Miles are both part of this infield huddle at the pitcher's mound, and either could be called on in this spot. Brock Babish will stay in the game. Tyson Golick is the eighth Blue Jay to hit in this fifth inning. Six to two, but the bases are loaded, so this is the spot that the Blue Jays have been playing for. And Brock Babish is ready to go. Tyson Golick is ready to go. First pitch, down low, ball one. Nowhere to put Big Tyson. Babish set again. Slide step towards the plate. Bounced off the plate to the pitcher. Flips home, gets the force, and the inning is over. So the Blue Jays' opportunity doesn't really materialize. They get two runs in, but leave the bases full. The force out at home, Brock Babish, just tapped back to the mound. Babish flipped to the catcher, Nick Cotter covering. The inning comes to a close. Everest lead still looks good now. We're going to the bottom of the fifth on our new score. It's DC Everest 6, Merrill Blue Jays 2 on 93-9 the game. Welcome back to Simon Field. The Blue Jays got two runs in the fifth and had the bases loaded. Brock Babish got that tap out to the mound, won the battle against Tyson Golick, and the Evergreens have a 6-2 lead. Brady Canitz is out for a second inning of work, and he'll face 5-6-7 in the Everest batting order. Here comes Preston Miller to start us off. Miller's been aboard both times. A walk and a single. Ready to go here. First base coach, Colton Schilling, taking his spot. And Everest third base coach, Dave Langbin. Out for the Evergreens. Here's Preston Miller. You know what? What's the lesson here? Don't take your foot off the gas. Got a few more runs. The Blue Jays have yet to have a clean frame. First pitch to Miller. First ball swinging. Popped up behind home plate. Is there room? No, there isn't. Strike one. Evergreens with two in the first, one in the second. Two in the third, and one in the fourth. So the Evergreens have scored in each frame. 0-1 pitch. Bends in for a strike. Preston Miller's down in the count 0-2. See if Miller can shorten up and make some contact here. Swing, popped up, first base side, didn't have enough hang time and lands in foul ground. Biggest difference in the ball game right now, no errors for the Evergreens. The Merrill Blue Jays have four. 0-2. Curve fouled off. 
So Miller will see another one. Left-handed pitcher, right-handed batter. That stays up high, and Preston Miller has laid off. Trying to get him to chase something high, and he does not. A ball and two strikes. That's high, too, and it's hit behind second base, and it's through. Preston Miller's got himself a second hit today. Boy, that's the one you don't really want to swing at. Again, it's letter high or whatever. He kind of chopped it into play behind second base, and he reaches. Preston Miller's aboard. Fifth hit for the Evergreens. Lead-off man and pretty good speed for Chris Wiesman. Flied out and walked. Backup catcher in here now, so the Evergreens may be thinking about taking a base. Wiesman was going to bunt him over. Pulled the bat back, pitches outside. One ball and no strikes. Again, this is the backup catcher. Why not give Miller a chance to take the base on his own? Bunt him over to third if you want to. Not too sure I want to give up an out in this spot. Again, Wiesman looking to bunt. Pulls it back at a pitch that's up high. Two balls and no strikes. And again, Brady Canitz, he's got to take what the Evergreens are giving him. If the Evergreens are going to give him an out, he's got to throw a strike here. Can't be walking somebody in a sacrifice situation. So Canitz has to throw a strike in this spot. Boy, the sacrifice is off. Hit to third. There's one back to second. Safe on a bobble at first base. So almost a double play. No error assessed there, even though the ball was bobbled at first. You cannot assume the double play. Third baseman throws to second and cuts down the lead runner. Chris Wiesman safe at first for Nate Langman, who's 0 for 2. Play in the bottom of the fifth. Evergreens lead 6-2. to two. Coming home. Runners going. Late covering. This is a delayed steal, and he's safe. A better throw would have gotten Chris Wiesman. Throw was all the way on the shortstop side, and Sam Ryman couldn't reach back and put the tag on. So Wiesman on kind of a weird play, a delayed steal, gets second base, but he's in scoring position. And back at home plate, 1-0 to Nate Langbin. Coming home, Langbin hits that to the shortstop. Got it on a couple of hops, throws over, pulled him off the bag, throwing error, and everybody's safe. First baseman Tyson Golick was pulled off the bag. Golick looked back at the infield umpire like I got my foot back on, and the infield umpire threw both of his hands off to the left side like, no, you didn't. Chris Wiesman at second base did not advance on a throwing error, the fifth error of the ball game for the Merrill Blue Jays. Evergreens are going to let Elijah Schmidt hit, and why not? Nick Cotter has been cold, and Elijah Schmidt has been productive in limited number of at-bats. Elijah Schmidt is 5 for 16 this season. Elijah was seen earlier in the ballgame as a courtesy runner. One out, first and second. Elijah's first ball swinging and swings and misses.
Blue Jays committing a fifth error in this game. Only two of the Evergreen six runs are earned. 0-1 took something off and leaves that up high. One ball and one strike. Schmidt waits on a 1-1 pitch. Curve popped to left field. Left fielder comes in, makes the catch. There's the second out. Nate Brozanowski has retired Elijah Schmidt. So now it's up to Wyatt Miles. Third baseman, Wyatt Miles. Wyatt is 0 for 2. He did reach on an error his first time up. Lefty to lefty in this spot with two down and two on. Strike to Wyatt Miles on the outside. Evergreen's now with five hits on the afternoon. Wyatt Miles blooped to right field, and the right fielder cannot handle it. One run, two runs. Wyatt Miles is around second, headed to third. Throw there. He is safe, and the throw gets by the third baseman. Wyatt Miles will touch them all on one swing of the bat. One, two, three runs come in for Wyatt Miles. Now that was kind of punched out to right field. Yeah, I think two errors there. Right, error on the right fielder who should have had a play on that ball. And then a throwing error that allowed Wyatt Miles to go beyond third base. Two more errors for the Blue Jays there, sixth and seventh of the afternoon. Sorry, Wyatt. No RBI. One, two, three runs come in, though, making our new score nine to two. Here's Kyler Sapi. First pitch to Sapi is a strike. Kyler Sapi takes a strike. Yeah, I think, guys, we are going to find that we are one run short on our scoreboard right now with three coming in. First pitch to Sapi was a strike. Yeah, Wyatt's going to look around and say, where are my runs batted in? <laughs> it's outside to Sapi, one ball and one strike. You know what? The insurance runs, considering that Merrill loaded the bases and brought the tying run to the plate back in their half of the fifth inning, the insurance runs are much appreciated. It's fouled back. A ball and two strikes now on Sapi. And again, we're cheering for Kyler to keep the batting average north of 400. So this is an important individual at bat for him. Sapi is one for two today. And waiting on a one-two pitch. The bases are empty. And that's down low, two and two. Yeah, all of this, the three runs, coming with the benefit of just one hit. Preston Miller started off the inning with a single. Three more errors committed this inning by the Blue Jays. Sapi pops that up foul and out of play. Yeah, let's double check. 
two more errors this inning. Yeah, the Blue Jays have not looked good in the field. And, you know, the Evergreens have seen some of that, too, over the course of the year. But, you know, the Evergreens in the middle, later parts of the season have been playing better. Soppy hits that to left field, and it's down. Left fielder can't make a play for it. Soppy trying to stretch this to second, and he does. Soppy saw where that was going down the left field line and thought two bases right away. Put that down the left field line out of the reach of Nate Brozanowski, and with two outs, the Evergreens put another in scoring position. And Soppy is two for three for the day. He's been on base in every one of his at-bats, and Soppy's batting average will indeed be above 400 when he comes home from this ball game. So that's nice. Noah Shemaleski to bat now in what is now a 9-2 game. Gets away from the catcher, popped right off of his mitt, and the runner will move up to third base on a pass ball. Yeah, I'm counting them up here. I've got the Evergreens for six hits. Noah takes, that's inside. There are two outs. Get the feeling that the damage has been done in this ballgame now. Down low, three balls and no strikes to Noah Shimaleski. Runner at third base here, so this is an RBI spot, and that drops in for a strike, three and one. Yeah, in this spot, you don't want to make Noah take here. You want him to hit, get that RBI and what has now become a seven-run lead for the Evergreens. 3-1, slow curve, strike. I think Noah would like to see that pitch again. Full count now, and that is ball four outside. He almost did see that pitch again. It just broke further out of the strike zone. Brock Babish becomes the eighth evergreen to hit. I think Brock's got enough of a cushion that he may indeed go out and work the top of the sixth inning, too. Not sure how many pitches he has left before he reaches Magic 100. Happy to conserve the bullpen on a week that's full of games. First pitch to Brock, pops it up, foul ground. This is going to be out of play, I think. Up over the Blue Jays' dugout on the first base side, strike one. Six errors for the Blue Jays. Nine runs, six hits, no errors for the Evergreens. Two, four, and six errors for Merrill. Oh, one pitch. That is bounced to the right side. Second baseman almost overran the ball. Got it. Throws to first. Safe. That's another error. And the runner comes in from third base. The Evergreens lead continues to grow. Error on the 
second baseman who overran that ball, still got a glove on it, and wasn't able to get it to first base in time. 10 to 2. Hayden Davidowski will come on to pinch hit in Danielski's spot. This is the ninth batter to hit for the Evergreens. Hayden Davidowski for the season, 8 of 34. You know what the Evergreens can think about here, push two more runs across, and the inning would come to an end. The game would come to an end on the 10-run rule. In fact, the Evergreens have those runners on base now after the error that allowed Babish to reach. The runners at first and second are the ones that could end this ball game. In a 10-2 game, the Evergreens have a chance here to 10-run the Blue Jays down low, catcher with a stop to keep the runners from moving up. So 10-2 with two outs and two aboard here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Let's see what Hayden Davidowski can do. Popped up. Well, it looks like we're going to play a little more baseball this afternoon. Second baseman calling and catching. The Evergreens get four more runs in and stretch their lead out to 10-2. We'll go to the top of the sixth when we come back on 93-9 the game. 